One of the spiritual treasures that Judaism offers us is the idea of a love so powerful that it becomes radically transformational, or even more importantly, the idea that there is no radical transformation, there is no real revolution or change without love. Dwelling in this Sabbath palace of time, in the midst of reliving the very best of our stories, the exodus from Mitzrayim, our national revolution, we are invited to experience so much the pain and degradation of enslavement, the struggle of an escape, the realization that there are often literal and metaphorical deserts that lie between the place of brokenness and oppression and a land of milk and honey. But there is another profound experience that the rituals of Pesach invite us to encounter. Love. Deep and profound love. And we experience this, what Debbie Friedman once called Judaica erotica, through Shir Hashirim, the Song of Songs, a text that most of us rarely encounter, but that is traditionally chanted on Shabbat Chol HaMoed Pesach, the Shabbat that falls in the middle of Passover, this Shabbat. The ancient text depicts two young lovers in pure limerence and uses abstract, erotic, and sensual language to tell a nonlinear love story. There are two major schools of thought when it comes to understanding the song. The first and traditional view, and certainly the perspective of the rabbis in Midrashic literature, is that the song ought to be read as an allegory representing the relationship of God and the people Israel. Consider this language from Shir HaShirim. Oh, give me the kisses of your mouth, for your love is more delightful than wine. My beloved to me is a bag of myrrh lodged between my breasts. My beloved to me is a spray of henna blooms from the vineyards of Ein Gedi. Oh, you are fair, my darling. You are fair with your dove-like eyes. When we hear this language, we can begin to understand why this text may have made our modest ancestors a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> Indeed, the Mishnah records a debate between some of the greatest sages, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Benazai, and Rabbi Eliezer Benazariah, about whether or not the Song of Songs quote-unquote defiles the hands as they seem rather astonished to find these words in their sacred texts. However, in the same Mishnah, Rabbi Akiba, Rabbi Akiba pushes back against these rabbis who take issue. Heaven forbid, he declares, and then continues, no one in Israel has ever disputed that the Song of Songs defiles the hands, for all the world is not as worthy as the day on which the Song of Songs was given to Israel. For all the writings are holy, but the Song of Songs is the Holy of Holies. Now, the other school of thought, composed primarily of contemporary Bible scholars and religious liberals like Reform rabbis, typically says that the early rabbis and church leaders were basically prudes for attempting to read the song as an allegory about God and Israel, and that what we have in the song is quite obviously and quite deliciously a human love story. Consider the following from chapters 4 and 5. Sweetness drops from your lips, O bride. Honey and milk are under your tongue, and the scent of your robes is like the scent of Lebanon. 
A garden locked is my own, my bride, a fountain locked, a sealed up spring. Your limbs are an orchard of pomegranates and of all luscious fruits of henna and nard. Awake, O north wind, come, O south wind, blow upon my garden that its perfume may spread. Let my beloved come to his garden and enjoy its luscious fruits. I have come to my garden, my own, my bride. I have plucked my myrrh and spice, eaten my honey and honeycomb, drunk my wine and my milk. Eat lovers and drink, drink deep of love. Taken at face value, the contemporary reading as a human love story seems obvious. There is really no mention of God or Israel in this love affair, and we know that the value of tzniyut, of modesty, was of the utmost importance to our sages. However, recent scholarship from people like Daniel Boyarin, Rabbi Benjamin Skolnick, and Father Andrew Greeley has taken a new look at what the traditional reading of the rabbis might offer us. What if what Rabbi Akiba proposed all those years ago might hold some important spiritual truth for us today. That Shir Hashirim, our Hebrew Bible love story, is the holy of holies. And if part of that holiness is the story of God and Israel's love affair. To explain this a little further, let me take a step back and explain the possible connection between Shir Hashirim and Pesach. It is common in rabbinic thought to compare the giving of Torah at Sinai to a wedding. It was at that mountain in the middle of the desert where we and God affirmed our love for each other. In many ways, this turns the whole Exodus story into a kind of courtship. God taking us out of the place of narrowness and degradation, that we might be God's loving partners, that we might encounter the Holy One at the chuppah of Sinai. The Song of Songs, as the excerpts I read allude to, is poetic erotic, visceral, and gorgeous, a depiction of young lovers falling for one another and experiencing one another, and all of it set in the promise and freshness of a lush, blossoming spring garden. If we can set aside our critique of the rabbis, perhaps overly modest views of the world, we are left with a beautiful image. Our ancestors as young people in search of the love of their life seeking the one who would stand under the chuppah with them, the one who would celebrate them, tell them they are beautiful, tell them that their love is more delightful than wine. And perhaps most importantly, seeking a loving partner with whom they could build a life that would be radically different from the life they were currently living. It is this idea, the idea that love can radically change our lives, that brings me back to my opening supposition one of the spiritual treasures that Judaism offers us is the idea of a love so powerful that it becomes radically transformational. This Pesach story, this love story, has captivated us for generations and animated so much of what it means to be Jewish. Perhaps this is why Boyarin suggests that the Song of Songs is a kind of midrash itself, a midrash on the Exodus story. Or why, or why Rabbi, Rabbi Benjamin Skolnick suggests that to read Song of Songs Rabbah is to read a kind of Haggadah for Pesach. And so perhaps the critique of our Chazal, our rabbis, and their modesty 
is unfair in this context. Passover is a radical love story. It is a story that teaches us that at the heart of any personal or communal transformation must be love. Insisting that we read Shir HaShirim on Pesach reinforces this idea and assures that we will not celebrate a loveless Passover. It demands of us that we will not attempt to launch a loveless revolution and insist that any real growth or change must be rooted in love. Remember, the Exodus worked. We got out of that narrow place. We built a new life. We found our love. Love works, says the Song of Songs. In a moment of such global brokenness and human degradation, at a moment when children are still dying by gas, and the largest non-nuclear bomb in history was just dropped, at a moment when our political system seems doomed to fail, at a moment when the whole world might appear to be the narrowness of Mitzrayim, Passover, especially as understood through the love song that is Shir Hashirim, reminds us that it is neither cliche nor naive to assert that profound love can and indeed must be part of our work to heal that which is fractured. In this way, reading the Song of Songs is an allegory for the love affair of God, and reading the Song of Songs as an allegory for the love affair of God and Israel is as important as it is urgent because it connects deep and real love with the sacred process of human liberation. It gives us hope and a framework for action. Passover is another Jewish New Year. As you look into your year ahead, surrounded by the promise of spring blossoms, how will you let love be a part of the you that you create this year? In your most intimate relationships, is your love like God's love, rooted in a desire to see your beloved be free, to see your beloved thrive? Is your love rooted in a desire to remove that which holds your beloved back from a land of milk and honey? In our political world, as we continue to face countless horrors, can you root your passion for change in a profound love for the other rather than a paralyzing fear of what might be? Love, deep, wholesome, erotic, poetic, unfiltered, and unchecked love, Passover asserts, will transform us. You, me, this mess we're in. Kumilach rayati yafati ulechilach, arise, my darling, my fair one, come away. Kihene hastavavar hageshem chalaf chalachlo, for now the winter is past, the rains are over and gone. The blossoms have appeared in the land, the time of pruning has come. The song of the turtle dove is heard in our land, the green figs form on the fig tree. The vines and blossom give off their fragrance. Kumilach, arise, my darling, my fair one, come away. Shabbat Shalom.